Hey, what's going on, Motos? This is Dr. Drill, and you are listening to the Making Motivation Podcast. And I'm creeping, creeping away from uh, my office in downtown Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Uh, Good afternoon. Helped some folks. Had some laughs. Felt productive. It's pretty crazy out here right now. I'm going to tell you right now. It is December 3rd, 2020. And um, fucking COVID numbers, man. They're up. I get people contacting me. Disclosing that they are... um, They might have been exposed or cancel, reschedule my appointment, got to get tested. It's scary out there, man. And I have a small workplace and a workforce. I might see 20 patients a day, something like that. Today, half that many, you know, just in an afternoon. And then uh, I have other huge workplaces, workforces in the vicinity that whatever they're doing, man, whether maybe they're, it's a retail establishment or perhaps it's a, an industrial setting. How the hell do you operate, man? If you are not crunching numbers or doing some sort of computer work, how do you operate? What do you do? So I know it's a pretty tough time out there right now. Listen to another bout Another version of the uh, Nick Christakis interview. Basically, he's a Yale researcher, scientist. He's fucking got credentials after his name that make the best of us seem like fucking dishwashers, man. This guy knows his shit. I can't even capture all of his stuff, but look up his name. Nicholas... Christakis. Holy shit. Anthropology, biology, AI. Like, he's got his fucking brain around, wrapped around all kinds of shit. Um, just one man, but obviously very credential. And then he, he had an interview on the Making Sense podcast with Sam Harris who's an ultra-intellectual guy himself. So, unbelievable. The uh, it, was, it was more of the same, honestly. Uh, the same sort of information that uh, I shared with... I'm reading the book, Apollo's Arrow, right now. And he's talking about, essentially, the coronavirus and pandemics across history and ha- how we just kind of were not... We were not ready, but we should have been because this sort of, we shouldn't be surprised when this sort of thing happens. In fact, microbes, viruses, bacteria, uh, parasites have been plaguing mankind forever. They've been affecting us, you know, parts of the world that don't have our, um, you know, technology, our, our, uh, indoor plumbing and uh, running water that's filtered and processed and sewage treatment plants, all that shit, food uh, production uh, that is 
overseen and, and regulated to some degree, to a large degree. Um, parts of the world, that, in the third world, for instance, that, that don't have these things, pestilence runs amok, man. Malaria, it's fucking huge, right? We, we read about these things in books, in microbiology books and college courses and shit. These people live in places in Africa and stuff like that. Just don't have our income, you know, they don't have our technology and the science and, uh, and support. So, but we're working on it. Maybe we can bring all these uh, gifts to the world and make the world a better place and uh, go a little bit easier on Mother Nature. So maybe she'll go a little bit easier on us. You know, we have carved out a significant niche in society. We have made tremendous uh, progress. I talked to a friend that I clued into the America, uh, We the People um, documentary, Ken Burns. I know I've been on that guy's dick for a while. He's just good. He's really good. And so um, he said, no, I'm so surprised. It's only a couple hundred years since we were on wagon trains. You know, two, three hundred years ago, we were on wagon trains crossing the fucking... Uh, the West, and you know, trying to find a piece, a little plot of land for ourselves and our family, and uh, fighting amongst ourselves, shit, killing each other in the Civil War, and killing other countries, and vilifying other human beings, and having this incredible imprint, uh, footprint, uh, sizable boot print on fucking this earth. You know, this planet that we're fortunate to be uh, inhabiting. God, we got it so good. But yet we we kind of were snoozing on the pandemic thing. We were not prepared for something like this. It was never going to happen to us as far as we were concerned. And so here we are again. And now, well, we have all these shiny things. And there's a Verizon store and Boston Market and Wendy's and banks and you know, big box stores and restaurants of all, we're just the convenience, you know, we don't even make shit anymore, we shop it out to these poor um, countries and cultures where these folks are in sweatshops and working in unregulated settings uh, many times, and so they are having their industrial revolutions producing the products that we uh, designed or um, produced initially and Innovated. Now they're a little bit behind us, but they're catching up, and they're doing all the work, and we are reaping much of the benefit. Our little um, snow globe, if you will, here, our little terrarium, our little um, canned environment that we have created, carving out this little niche of like an idyllic society, and it's pretty damn good. That's why everyone wants to come to the West or, you know, the Western world at least. Anyway, so numbers are, cases are rising, infection rates are up, deaths are up, hospitals reportedly are full. So I had a friend, I might have mentioned this earlier today, friend, uh, one of my Marine buddies asked on Facebook, you know, I hear about, I'm reading and I'm hearing about all this, uh, this banter about hospitals being overwhelmed, 
are filling up. Any, any of my friends in um, healthcare industry, is this a fact? People chimed in, chimed right in. Yeah, it's a fact. We got nothing. We got no beds left or we're near full and cases are up and it's scary. So it takes that. It takes like we need like boots on the ground, somebody really to explain what's going on and, and how, you know, what is really happening in our society before we will believe it. So we're taking first-hand accounts, which makes sense, because we get all this news, and it all it comes in, and and it seems like it's uh, it, 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 it's all presented as fact, or much of it is presented as fact. This is what happened today. This is what's going on in the world, and then it's just one point of view, one perspective, and we fight over what is truthful and what is. Uh, fiction, and depending upon what camp we're in, or what socioeconomic group, or what uh, community we live in, our reality. Remember, we don't see the world how it is; we see it how we are through our lens. It's crazy. It's a fucking ego at work. Me, me, me. This is my life. How does this pandemic? How does this situation affect me? And so, it's natural. I think is organisms to consider that first. How do we, um, how does it affect us and our behaviors and the things that we have, that we own? Significantly. But then we should always, our next step should be try to discern how it affects other people and our wider society and the greater good. What is the greater good? You know, how can our society continue to thrive and innovate and change and um, enjoy the best things in life, on this brief life? Not fight over things, but create cool things. Enjoy things. Uh, cooperate. The greater good. I'm for the greater good. I'm getting a t-shirt made. I have a friend who, uh, who, he's got a cricket. He's got a t-shirt, little manufacturing thing that he set up. And, and I'm behind the guy. I'm going to buy some of his stuff. I, I sent a design over to him. It's that sense-making thing. Sense-making, colon. Um, learn to parse signal from noise. So extract, to pluck out the, the real from the imaginary, from the truth, from the fiction. It's all that scrambled, squelch information as we turn the dial uh, on our radio, on our stereo, in our car, and try to find, try to tune into that specific station where we can hear a very clear transmission. Yes, that's the message that, that, that I need to hear. That's good information. Be able to um, not tune into a channel that that and just take for granted or take uh, for granted that that is truth, but to be able to discern discernment. I'm not saying I'm a master at that, but I'm pretty good, and I I, I want to do that. I, I care about finding out what is real and what is fucking a spin, you know. 
the spin cycle. Started to write a, a substantial Facebook post earlier today. Just the mood caught me, and I was thinking about viral virality. Just the definition of a virus. You know, a virus is this genetic material, DNA or RNA. Actually, it's anyway. It's like a recipe. That's what DNA is. That is the the instruction manual for ourselves. Like. This is what we do. This is how I operate. My operating manual, like you get a lawnmower and it tells you how to put the gas in and put the oil in and start it. And this is how you, it operates. Hold the handle, pull the thing, lower the fucking mower blade, all that shit. Well, each cell in our body has in its nucleus, the, the control center of the cell, it's got this genetic material. Usually it's coiled up in the form of what's called chromatin, condensed into what's called chromosomes, which look like little X and Y patterns. And it's like a basically like a ball of yarn, like a spool of yarn. It's all wrapped up. All our genetic material is wrapped up kind of like that. And you know that double helix pattern? Looks like a winding staircase. That is DNA. So it's all coiled up and, and, and condensed inside the cell's nucleus. And then when it's ready, it'll say, okay, this is our recipe. This is our instruction manual. Let's start making things. And what do we make? We make proteins. All things in the world are made of proteins. <clears throat> so all that to say that a virus is basically a little bit of an instruction manual enclosed in a lipid membrane, so like a bubble, like a bubble you would blow on a beautiful spring or summer day, you see like that prismatic effect in it, and the bubble goes, and it floats away on the breeze, well, that that circular configuration, imagine now you stuck a little a little message in that bottle. You stuck a little instruction manual in the center of the bubble and it floated away. That is a cell. That is a virus. Got a little membrane around it and it's got that DNA in the middle. And so what a virus does is it's fucking tiniest, it's fucking majorly minuscule. And so they're all around us. There are fucking far more viruses and bacteria and microorganisms than there are stars in the visible universe in our galaxy, okay? There's a shitload of them. They're all around us all the time. And so if given the opportunity, they can gain entrance to our body, get through the skin, get into our bloodstream and cause infections, wreak havoc. And what a virus does, since it's almost not even considered a living entity, it gets into our cells and it just uh, inserts the genetic material and then it prompts the cell to do its work. So it, it replicates itself. It, it uh, has babies, kind of like a gremlin. You get a little water on it or you feed her after midnight, it starts to duplicate. off the other viruses go flying. The virus infects a cell, the cell produces a shitload of virus, more viruses, and the cell breaks open 
and all these little spiders hatch and they run all over the place and infect more cells. And if you get a lot of that that happens, the immune system can't fight it, gets overwhelmed, and you get really sick and you die. And this virus, the coronavirus, it infects uh, something called uh, a specific type of respiratory cell. Is it's, it's known for infecting. And other cells throughout the body, though. So um, it can really fuck up our breathing and we need to, our breathing for gas exchange to bring oxygen into our system and get rid of carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide, which is like exhaust. Imagine all of our cells, fucking countless cells, making up our entire body. And they are like automobiles idling in a big parking lot. And they're producing exhaust. And that exhaust is primarily, you know, it's part of its CO2. So it's emitted. Uh, we need to get rid of that. We need to exhale it or, or all that exhaust accumulates in our system when we become toxic and die. Anyway, so that's a virus. There's shitloads of them around. Thing infects us. It's bad news. But viral, what is a viral? Something has gone viral. And usually we, we consider that like an idea or a social media context because we're very familiar with viruses. Like a vi- computer virus. Oh my God, it's a Trojan horse. They even name it. One virus is named the Trojan horse. Like the Greek or mythical mythological uh, army that hid inside the this uh, wooden horse and they made it seem like it was a gift and so the, the horse was uh, it arrived at the gates of Troy I think and Troy opened its gates to this beautiful uh, monument uh, statue and they, they closed the gates behind it and after everybody went to sleep they fucking the enemy combatants crawled out of the belly of the the Trojan horse and fucking slit everybody's throats in the cover of night. Just took over. Right, so that's what a virus is. That's an example. A computer virus gets inside your computer, hijacks your operating system, fucks things up. Um, literal virus. We explained that. An idea gone viral. You know, uh, J Lo's uh, image of at 51 years old, naked in a fucking pose. Uh, or a video by Justin Bieber, uh, YouTube, gets on YouTube and plays the guitar, or the other guy with the fucking, the red-headed kid who's a fucking nerd, and he sings his ass off and plays the guitar, and everybody loves him, he's an overnight sensation, because he gets on a platform like YouTube that brings his music to far and wide, right, across the world. So, a lot of things are viral, can go viral. But they're all called that. Like, oh man, that went viral. Because a virus spreads. And it duplicates itself. So that's what's going on. Things are scary out there. Uh, it's crazy how I was talking to a co-worker. You go away on a four-day weekend. You take you know some time off. I'm out there carving wood. I'm relaxing with my family. Everything's great. And then you come back to you know, Monday morning comes and you get back and all of a sudden you start hearing with the many connections that we have hey you know this person oh uh, you know, 
such and such, you know, this workplace, there's a bunch of cases over there, there's some virality happening here, there, and everywhere, the schools are going to open them back up on Monday, but the numbers are really rising, and I don't know if that's a good idea, it's like, yeah, it's pretty crazy, right, you got to fucking, the schools, they're going to be open for business again, students are returning on Monday, my wife will be going back to work, so I'm concerned for teachers and students, in our community, apparently, in one local school district, teacher I spoke to the other day, nine of ten of the board members, they voted, and uh, they voted to return the students to school. So, is it safe? They think it is, and maybe it is, but God, sure seems scary if one person goes in there in an asymptomatic capacity and they spread that virus to a coworker. What happens? You know, all the dominoes fall. So very, very concerning time right now. And I'm interested to to see how we're going to deal with this. I am. I'm very much concerned and wondering. You know what the future is going to be. What the future holds. This guy Christakis again, Nick Christakis, he said that he thinks 2021, by 2021, we're going to have you know, widespread vaccines being uh, distributed and we're going to have better treatments and we will have, you know, started to put a dent in building our immunity against this virus. And getting to the point where we have herd immunity. In other words, our population, our countries, our world's population is getting ahead of this. And we are resistant to infections from the coronavirus. And it's 2022. By the time we really get the levels back to safe levels and we're going to have periods where the numbers are going to rise and we're going to control it and we might have to go on lockdown again to to achieve that and then we come out of lockdown and the numbers will fall and hospitals and healthcare workers will have room to breathe and to um, to treat people and uh, beds will open up internal uh, critical care facilities and stuff like that. So, uh, 2022, man. It's 2020 right now. Almost 2021. So, this is a long time. And as I said, that quote, you know, there are decades where nothing happens and then there are weeks where decades happen there are decades where nothing seems to happen and then there are weeks when decades happen right when time seems to fly and everybody's like where did November go and everybody's just dealing just one day at a time here comes a weekend thank god maybe we can catch a breather relax recoup, go back into action on Monday, deal with it. You know, we, we are 
we seem so in control, you know, when we send spaceships out into orbit and when we create new technologies and we watch the, the stock market you know, break through the roof and when we have jobs and benefits and houses and family and friends that we get to engage with and our biggest concern is where are we going to go out to eat on you know Friday, Saturday night or, you know, when am I going to find time to mow my lawn or knock out the honey-do list or something. Times have changed, you know. I guess there's, I mean, it's a terrible situation, but there are things to be excited about. I mean, it's, it is during times like these when heroes are made. Right? The situation can force people to to respond in ways that are are helpful to our society. Um, I predict that science is going there's going to be a newfound appreciation for science and the scientific method. There's going to be a newfound um, thrust of public health efforts vaccination campaigns and um, scientific research into up-and-coming pathogens that are threatening our society in various ways, and we're going to have to be on our toes about those. Otherwise, it's going to happen again, and it's going to happen again regardless of what we do, but to be prepared, we really, you know, we really need to have our shit together. There's going to be people that are in college right now that are or aspiring to go to college, maybe one of my kids, you know, will be inspired by this time and be like, fuck, you know, we can't let this happen again. I need to stay in school. I need to, you know, this is interesting. How did this happen? How can we fight this? So, um, anyway, very interesting. And I'm interested at the possibility of, of all that, of, of good things coming from a horrible situation that maybe we can find a way to cooperate, survive this thing, and thrive as a result of it, and better prepare our society, and not be so um, close-minded to other people and other societies. You know, we've been, we really have been sitting on the top of the fucking hill in this palace. You know, yesterday I'm thinking... That snow globe analogy that I use. It's perfect environment. You shake it up and you just watch the snow flurry around. It's beautiful environment where you got a little ice skating rink and everybody's all snuggled up with their rosy cheeks and their scarves and lovers out there twirling around on a little rink and fucking trees and Santa Claus and his sleigh or shit like that. Just like a, this fantastical world and to some degree it's very real and to another degree as the coronavirus pandemic has has pointed out it's an illusion man 
things are very fragile. You take that snow globe and falls off the fucking end table, crash and burn. Everything spills out of it. So, are we going to let our utopia suffer like this? Are we going to stick our heads in the sand um, repeatedly to make the same mistakes? I'd like to think that we can learn from our mistakes. I'm hoping we can. Tomorrow's Friday. I I don't really know how that happened, but I'm excited about it. Just like I said, you know, I'm looking forward to sticking my head in the sand over the weekend and relaxing, spending time with my family and just rejoicing and decorating for Christmas and going on, you know, surviving, thriving, enjoying my time with my family and trying to make the best possible decisions out there that are in the best interest of all of us. You know, not just my fucking immediate family and concerns. Try to turn off that ego and look at the bigger picture after we establish our stability. How can we make sure that we look out for the greater good? So... Anyway, that's what's on my mind, you butt licks. Tomorrow's Friday. Everybody have a great day. I think it's going to rain. But uh, if it ain't raining, we ain't training.